I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. Everything that we do in our content, everywhere that we're creating content, we should be inviting people into the conversation, right? Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 52. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We'd love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're chatting about how to increase your engagement with the right CTA. And sometimes I feel like people just totally forget, like they talk to people and they forget to kind of mm-hmm. ask for that response to get. Mm -hmm. And that can be so important when not only building a brand, but building a business. Um, You know, so this is going to be a really great conversation. But before we go any further, what are you drinking today, Jesse? I'm drinking a chai tea latte from one of our local cafes in the neighboring town, uh, Kushala's. Kushala Cafe, I think. I don't Kushala Sip, right? Kushala Sip. Yes, they are fantastic. They have a really great uh, chai tea latte there and their food is actually really good too. The food so. for a cat for a small cafe, because it really isn't very big. It's very good. It's very good. Yeah. The only times I've been there is with you, I think. But. Yeah, I know. It's like a little sneaky, sneaky little pee. I mean, it's not, I would love to like stay. I, I like to stay local whenever, but I mean, they're yeah. right next door. So I feel good still. Yeah. And you're, you're them. patronizing a local. Yes. Patronizing. Is that a word? Patroning. Yes. Patroning. Patronizing. Patron- well, there's patronizing can be one of two words. I think it's like a bad thing and a good thing. We mean yeah. it in a good way. Yes. Patronizing a, a, a local business. Well, let's, you know what, let's get off of this. Yeah, okay. let's get away from semantics. So Jesse was not able to be here no. for this interview with I Courtney know. Tucker. But missed it was, out on a lot of good ones. Well, as I said, it was a really great conversation and we're going to check that out now with Courtney Tucker. Courtney Tucker is a business coach and organic sales expert passionate about helping entrepreneurs build lucrative and sustainable online coaching businesses. As a former third grade school teacher, she left the nine to five grind in 2016 to create a life of of greater time, location, and financial freedom, something I think we can all get behind here at Cocktails and Content Creation. So Courtney, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. We're so excited to have you. Uh, first off, before we get into our topic of the day, this is cocktails and content creation. So what are you drinking? Uh, so seeing as it's a little after 10 a.m. here, I'm actually enjoying a um, Kin Euphoric. So these are like an alternative to cocktails that my husband and I uh, got into a little bit last year. Um, so I'm enjoying that right now. But if it were after 5 p.m., I would definitely be enjoying a nice glass of champagne. <laughs> so what are those? T- I've never heard of this. What do those taste like? Yeah. So they are, um, meant to like mimic, I guess, like a cocktail, but we've, you know, taken them to social events and things when we've taken time off drinking. Um, but they're called euphorics, a functional beverage for modern rituals. Um, so it tastes like a mild cocktail, I would say oh. almost like a kombucha. If you've had kombucha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. tastes a little bit like that. So it has yeah. that like fermented kind of that fermented taste. A little bit. Yeah. And it's supposed to just enhance your focus and your productivity. So sometimes we'll drink them during the day, but it doesn't sound like alcohol because alcohol does the exact opposite for me. That's so true. It's so true. (laughs) All right. So something that tastes like a cocktail, but actually makes you work better. I need to get on that bandwagon. I'm going to 
I'll send you a link. (laughs) Yes, please, please do. And for I'll I'll share that in the show notes. Usually we don't share that kind of stuff in the show notes, but we'll be sharing that in the show notes for anybody who's interested because that's not sponsored, not sponsored, not sponsored, (laughs) not sponsored at all. Well, okay, Courtney, now that we've gotten that out of the way, tell us a little bit about you, your journey and what it is that you do. Yeah. Awesome. So I started my online coaching business in 2017 as a health and fitness coach. And prior to that, I was actually an elementary school teacher by trade. Um, So it was a huge pivot shift for me. I had no business experience, no education in sales or, or any of that good stuff. I just kind of started cold. Um, and like most entrepreneurs, I had a lot of ups and downs in that first year and a tremendous amount of growth. And by some, some magic, (laughs) I actually exceeded, uh, six figures in revenue my first year. Um, and, just organically, people really started asking me for business advice. I had other health coaches reaching out to me saying like, how did you do this? And in the fall of 2018, I officially started dabbling with some business coaching. Um, and I had a couple different opportunities to work under other business coaches. And in January of 2019, I fully pivoted into business coaching. So that's what I do now and have done since then full time. Um, so I'm an online business coach specifically for coaches and service-based providers. Um, our company is called Hello Freedom. And we work with entrepreneurs who are just getting started um, up to multiple six-figure earners and everything in between. Uh, Like you said in the intro, I do specialize in organic sales and business strategy. And our mission at Hello Freedom and what I'm really passionate about is just helping women create a life of freedom through entrepreneurship, Uh, time freedom, location freedom, financial freedom, whatever freedom means to them. And I'm a firm believer in building your business around your life and the lifestyle that you desire and not the other way around. So this is really a core value at our company. And it's really the foundation for the work that we do with our clients. As I, as we were saying, as I said in our intro, the idea of freedom is just so perfect, you know, because I think we all, I think more and more people are kind of jumping ship from the nine to five, like you did and trying to find what you know, find freedom, whatever that means to them. So for this episode, we're talking about an increasing engagement with the right CTA. First off, for anyone who doesn't know, what is a CTA? Yeah, it's a great question. So a CTA is just a call to action. It's literally telling your viewers, your listener, your readers, um, exactly what you want them to do, how you want them to engage. So I like to think of this as inviting your, your people, your community into the conversation, right? So you might ask someone to comment below a post or to vote on a poll in your stories or click the link in your, in your emails, but it's just inviting them to participate in the conversation. And I think that's a big part of, um, especially for online businesses and online influencers, trying to create that conversation. We're no longer just about kind of the aspirational and in, 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 inspirational con- content. We want people to interact with us. We want to create a community. So Absolutely. What, are, what should we be including in our messaging and where should we be using that CTA? I mean, we're talking, I mean, that, that can be anywhere, like social media, blog posts, website, as you said, email, where where should we be using that? 
Yeah, honestly, everywhere, everywhere. Um, you mentioned, you know, we want to be getting people in the conversation and I would even say we, we need to be right. If our ultimate goal is to make sales, which being, you know, a sales expert, I often say that sales is the lifeblood of your business. If you are not making sales, you don't have a business, you have a hobby. And so if you're not bringing in consistent sales, that needs to be where all of your energy and focus goes to so that you can sustain your business and ultimately help more people. So really, um, everything that we do in our content, everywhere that we're creating content, we should be inviting people into the conversation, right? Um, we should be creating a lot of opportunities for people to engage. And I like to encourage people to shift their perspective of their communities, wherever you have a community, whether it's a podcast that you have a subscribership or you have um, an email list or a following on Instagram or a Facebook group. Whatever it is, I want you to think of your community truly as a community, not as your audience. So when we think of an audience, an audience is I'm up on stage and I'm talking at you, right? And I see a lot of new entrepreneurs do this. They they go into hyper-educational content mode, I think because they're really trying to prove themselves in the industry or they're trying to, um, you know, combat the, the imposter syndrome that a lot of new entrepreneurs experience. So they just put out all of this information and they're talking at people and it's really, really hard to build relationships. It's really hard to establish what I'm sure you have all heard called no like, and trust if you're not inviting people into the conversation. So really when we say, where should we put calls to action anywhere and everywhere that you can find an opportunity to do that, do it because it's going to help you uh, create a community rather than just an audience. I totally, you know, it's something it's, it's so funny that you should use that kind of analogy. I haven't thought about it like that, that you have this, the audience versus the community. So that is, that's a fabulous way to look at it. And I think that makes it a little bit, sometimes I think when we talk about including a call to action, right, we're kind of like, what, what can I do? What can I say that would be like a call to action? And just thinking about it more as a conversation I think that makes it a little more easy to understand and, and maybe a little less, um, what would you like scary, right? Cause you're like, right. you know, you're asking somebody to do something for you essentially. And sometimes when we're, sometimes we're afraid to ask people to do something, especially strangers, you know, that just seems like, why would I do that? Why would I do that? Yeah. Now that being said, can you give us a couple of good, like good CTA examples that can really get that community talking. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And definitely give some examples. So, um, I would really encourage everyone to think about your calls to action as being your avenue to engage in deeper conversation, right? It takes it off of like surface level because it's going to start pretty surface level when somebody first engages with your content. And the goal, if you're trying to progress a lead from a cold lead to a warm lead to a hot lead to someone who's ready to buy your, your services or your products, um, it's, it's going to be a process, right? And so getting them to engage with your content is going to help open the door for you to carry on that conversation and build a deeper relationship with them, right? 
So when you're thinking about types of calls to action, um, I think a few tips I would have is just keep it really, really simple. We have to remember people are consuming content very quickly and people are very busy. And so if you have really, really complex or really in-depth calls to action, it's very unlikely that people are going to engage, engage. So keep it simple, be very direct and very explicit. Um, you need to tell them exactly what you want them to do. I had a client actually tell me earlier this week, she was like, I would, she was doing polls on her stories and she's like, I'm just not getting the, the level of engagement that I want to get. And she literally, all that she did was she started putting like arrow emojis pointing to the poll and saying like, click one of these boxes. Oh my and goodness. she's like, I got more engagement on, on my poll than I've ever gotten before. <laughs> and so we have to be very explicit with what we want people to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so last tip here, and I'll give some examples is I encourage you to think about an 80, 20 guideline. So the 80, 20 guideline says that 80% of your calls to action. So eight out of 10 calls to action are going to be more just fun, showing your personality, building your brand. Maybe you're, um, you know, talking about current events or things that are relatable for people. They're not going to be the ones that really help you with market research or help you get more clear on, on your ideal clients, right? The other 20% is exactly that. It's helping. It's very targeted to your niche. It's very niche specific. And when you, when you have those types of calls to action that are really specific to your ideal customer, your engagement's going to be lower on those. That is very normal and very expected. But when you have this balance, this 80-20, what that 80% is doing is it's really teaching people how to engage and it's getting your community really comfortable with engaging. And if you don't have that in there, people are going to be very less likely to engage on the things that are actually valuable for you as the business owner, right? So really finding this 80-20%. So a couple of examples. Um, if you are doing, you know, just a more fun brand building, something I um, just did on a story recently, as I just said, um, I think it was a boomerang of like my laptop and my coffee with like the baby monitor of my little baby sleeping at like 5 a.m. And it said something like, does anyone else feel like you get more done between 5 a.m. and 8 a.m. than the entire rest of the day? Right. I would have answered that one. All right. <laughs> you feel <laughs> that? I, can, I feel the same way. Yes. And so it's not really helping me like narrow down who's my ideal client, but a lot of people engaged with that because it's showing like, I'm a morning person. I drink coffee. I'm a mom and other moms, especially other mom entrepreneurs can relate to that. Right. So maybe you ask something like, you know, are you a red, red or white wine fan? Um, you know, do you put your tree up before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving, right? At the time we're recording this, I know that's like a big debate for people. Um, you know, would you rather go in or stay out on, or stay in or go out on the weekends? Um, just really simple things like that that can show your personality, can build your brand, but maybe aren't super targeted to your, to your community, right? Um, if we talk super about easy. more... Yeah, it's super easy. And I think we kind of, we think that it's not valuable because it is so simple, but that is value, right? The first part of no like, and trust is they need to know you and they need to like you. And so having those really simple things really teaches your community how to engage and helps them connect with you. Um, also, um, keep in mind, people love to talk about themselves and people love to share their experiences and contribute their two cents, right? 
And so you can always ask for like recommendations, like what are your favorite, you know, workout leggings? What, where, what beaches would you recommend we travel to or planning a vacation? What TV show are you binging right now? Like just really simple things that can help you open conversation and connect with people. And I mean, get recommendations in the meantime, why not? You know, and get recommendations (laughs) in the meantime, right? That's awesome. Um, So it serves, you know, a lot of purposes. Now, when we're talking about actually building your business and helping you connect with ideal clients, we also want to make sure that we're throwing in the other 20% that are more, more targeted and more niche specific. So for example, in my industry, for you, something I might ask on my, you know, um, as a call to action might be like, how do you feel about your current content strategy, right? Do you feel like you're, you know, the options might be I'm crushing it. And the other option might be what content strategy? <laughs> um, I asked this recently um, a couple weeks ago, and then I did a follow-up question that was like, would you be interested in a free training on my full content strategy as I'm preparing for an upcoming launch, right? So then everybody who engages with that, I could go direct message and invite them personally to join this free training, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how you can start to utilize these calls to action to drive sales and drive traffic towards, um, you know, whether it's a free product or or an actual paid uh, product or service that you have. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, those are some examples of, of how I would use calls to action in content. So for a lot of times it can be like that call to action, that 20% you're talking about can almost be like the first step to your funnel. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, and I mean, you're starting out with like Instagram stories. Like it doesn't even, it can be a snap of something and that, that like, you know, pull, as you said, and that's, that's all you need to kind of get yourself going. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I'm talking a lot about Instagram stories because I use Instagram a lot. Yeah. Things in a Facebook group community in your own Facebook group and someone else's Facebook group. Um, we could be doing this on this podcast and we could be inviting people to DM us over on Instagram or to email us, right? You can do this in your emails, um, especially using the PS at the bottom of your emails. That's a really great place for you to have some type of call to action, whether it's a link for people to go watch something or it's inviting them to reply to the email with some type of, you know, answer, And that's another kind of hack here, I suppose, is cross promote your own content. So in these calls to action, it doesn't always have to be vote or comment or like or share or save. It could be go watch this free training, go catch this IGTV, go open your email if you're on my list because I sent you something really awesome today. Um, Good point. Yeah, you're cross promoting your own content. Um, and that's really the secret to creating what I call bingeable content, right? We want people binging our content because the more people are consuming our content, the more likely we're going to build that no like, and trust. So, you know, you as a podcast host, probably all the time are saying like, go check episode number, you know, 52, go check episode number this. And you're getting people to want to binge your episodes, right? Yes. With any content. That's, ex- that's yes, that's exactly. By the way, did you know your episode 52? No, but that is wild. Am yes. I really? Yes. This is episode 50. I just had to say it. And you said that I was like, I don't think we mentioned that in any of our, there emails. is, I did not know that. That is wild. That is, that's, I got like chills. You could have been on like 452 for all I know. That oh, is well, I really wish. <laughs> I wish. I can't believe we're at episode 52 already. You know, it seems like it just yesterday. I know. Well, that is like, that was weird. Um, So 
getting back to what we were talking about, what are some, you know, you've kind of, you've, you've, you have talked about this, but if you were to break it down for somebody today, if some client said to you, how can I start utilizing call to actions in my, my media? What would you break it down as like, how would you say, how, how would you say this is what you can do today to start doing this? Yeah. I mean, I would look at the content you're already creating, right? Look at what you're already doing. Start with where you are and see what's one step you can take forward, right? So if you're already creating content on Instagram, maybe you're already um, creating just like hard posts. What's a question you could put, a call to action you could put in your posts that would get people to start engaging? Same thing if you're already on your stories, how could you ask a question or invite people into the conversation? Mm -hmm. Uh, If you already do live videos, I do this a lot in my live trainings and and y'all should check out uh, my free Facebook group community if you're looking for business strategy. Uh, But I do free trainings in there every week. And I really, um, in all of those trainings, you hear me giving calls to action of what I want people to do. So I have a lot of engagement in the actual training, but also wherever I'm driving them to outside of the training also, right? So wherever you're already creating content, just find opportunities that you can invite your community into the conversation and truly create a community, not just an audience, right? Mm -hmm. Um, When you're asking open-ended questions, right? So we've talked about like polls and, you know, um, Instagram stories has like the quiz feature where you give them options, right? Right. But a lot of times you're going to ask more open-ended questions. And a lot of times people say to me, like, I answer these questions and nobody answers, right? You you might hear that from, you know, your, yep. your people too. And so what we have to do is one, like I said before, we have to keep them really simple and you want to provide context. If you just slap a question up on your stories or you just slap a question up in your Facebook group or wherever without any context, it's really hard for people to know how to answer it. Right. And I see people come up with these like really complex questions and I sit there and I ponder and I'm like, I don't even know how, how to answer it. Like, I don't even know what I would say here. And so you have to really put yourself in the shoes of the consumer and say like, is this easy to answer? Like, do they really have to think very hard about this? And it also can help if you give some examples, right? So if I'm saying, you know, if I have a question that's like, you know, what's currently your biggest frustration with generating leads online? You know, I might say like, are you struggling to find your leads? Are you not clear on who your ideal client is? Do you feel like you're putting content out and just nobody's talking back at you, right? So I might give some examples and that'll prompt people. It'll like trigger them to start to think, oh yeah, I kind of am struggling with that. And then they're more likely to comment. So those are just a few ways that you can um, just increase the likelihood that people are actually going to interact. Now your your Facebook group, is that specifically for like, is there a niche or is that a kind of any entrepreneur that's looking to kind of make more sales and get going on their business? Great question. Um, I, um, it's, I primarily work with online coaches and online service-based providers, mm-hmm. but um, a lot of the content um, I teach is around sales, is around content that can really apply to anyone who's running a business. But that really is, is my niche is coaches and, and service-based providers. That's fabulous. Well, Courtney, it's been wonderful talking with you. I feel like you've really broken it down to a level that anybody listening to the show can like start doing this today, um, which is something that we always strive to kind of get going here on cocktails and content creation. So, you know, where can people find out more about you and what you do? And, and please, you know, tell us the name of that free Facebook group that I feel a lot of people would be joining. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you a link. Um, it's called the Successful Online Entrepreneur, um, but I know there's like a lot of similar other group names. So I'll just give you the direct link so that people can jump in there. Um, and then you can also connect with me on Instagram at Courtney Tucker with an underscore at the end. I'm always hanging out over there. Um, and then if you if you are looking um, to kind of go deeper and, and work deeper, I have a couple different um, coaching programs. I have a lower level program for uh, coaches and service-based providers who are making less than $5,000 a month in their business, who want to have consistent revenue in their business. And then I also have um, the Hello Freedom Mastermind, which is for higher level entrepreneurs who are scaling to six figures and multiple six figures. Um, so just depending on you know the time this launches and everything, go ahead and just DM me the word freedom on Instagram. And that would be the best way for me to help get you plugged into what would be the right fit for you and, and share some more information with you as well. Once again, making it super simple. Now, this is more on a personal side. That's why I saved it for the last. You're a mom and I you you work only 30 hours a week. Is this correct? Have you gotten to that uh, like, yes. point? <laughs> and 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 as you said, you got your your business to the six figure mark. Like I need all your secrets on this. How are you doing that? Um, some days are better than others, I will say. Um, it's an ebb and flow. Um I would say, yeah, I average probably 30 hours a week. My husband and I actually had our daughter living in Colorado. We moved away to Colorado from our hometown of St. Louis and had our daughter. And then we ended up coming back um, wow. when she was almost a year old, just to be closer to family. Mm -hmm. But in that time, the first 10 months of her life, my husband was working a, a job full time and I was obviously running the business and we had our daughter full time. We were also in the midst of a pandemic and we were in a very, yeah. very small town. So we had no help with her. So there were some weeks I would work like 10 hours, <laughs> like it, no joke. And so it's just this ebb and flow. I, you know, some, some weeks I work more and less, but the whole point is like yesterday, um, we got a random, beautiful winter 70 degree day here. And I was like, I want to take Winnie to the zoo. And so we just turned off work at two o'clock and we went to the zoo and I just love having the freedom and the flexibility to be able to do that. So anyway, that's not answering your question. Your, your no, no, answer is <laughs> in, a way, in a way that is yeah. in a way. So I am really big on time blocking okay. and being really, really intentional with where I'm spending my time. So I talk a lot about high impact activities or revenue driving tasks, which are basically the tasks that are going to have the biggest ROI in your business. So I see a lot of new entrepreneurs, especially who will dabble in Canva for like three hours, and then they'll spend like two days on their website and they'll you know spend all this time doing things that aren't generating sales and aren't moving their business forward. So I'm very, very intentional about where I spend my time. Um, I time block like a boss. <laughs> so I cut. So you are um, a I, boss. So there yes, you go. <laughs> I have to, right? Um, so I'm a firm believer that if we give ourselves eight hours to do something, we'll take all eight hours. If we give ourselves two hours, we'll finish it in two hours, right? Have you ever experienced yes, that? Like when you're in a totally. time crunch, you get it done, right? Mm -hmm. And so as entrepreneurs, it's just on us to have the self-discipline to create that plan and then follow through with it, right? Have the discipline to actually execute the plan that we lay out. And what I find with a lot of clients as I'm teaching these, these time leadership things is you have to really put boundaries up. 
boundaries for yourself, boundaries with your spouse, boundaries with your kids, with your roommates, whoever it may be, so that you're not constantly getting interrupted. You're not constantly getting pulled in different directions, right? Like my daughter at 18 months knows like, okay, if the door's closed, mommy's working. And unless you're like injured, (laughs) you know, you you can't, you can't have mommy right now. Right. (laughs) And, um, fortunately I have a, you know, supportive husband who, you know, you know, helps those things, but it's really important as an entrepreneur that we're all, you know, really valuing our time mm-hmm. and not letting the freedom and flexibility that we have actually start to hinder us. Right. Yep. Um, so that can happen. And then, you know, outsourcing, delegating things, oh, if man. it's not my zone of genius, if I hate it, if I'm not good at it, I'll mm-hmm. find someone else to do it. And, uh, that was hard for me for a while being like, a controller and wanting to have my hand on everything, but it has really freed me up so much, mm-hmm. um, hiring help and, and just outsourcing even little things. And I'm not even just talking business things. I'm talking like house things, like <laughs> having someone clean our house and do our yes. grocery shopping. And it's like, maybe you don't have things in your business that you can outsource right now, but like, where can you get help just in like, you know, running a household is like a full-time job in itself. Totally. Um, and so that's been really helpful. And then something that's really a priority for me this year and and now going into 2022 is systems and really looking at what can we systematize in our business? What can we automate? Um, And this is, this is just an ongoing work in progress as we continue to grow. So. No, I appreciate, I really appreciate that answer because yeah. I know Jesse who, you know, was unable to join us today. She is big into outsourcing. She set up a lot of our systemizations for this podcast, you know, automatic emails and, you know, the podcast booking response form. Yes, which is such a great experience from this end, by the way. Awesome. So, you know, it's so funny. We've actually, we're a small, we're a small operation and yet we've heard that from a lot of people and that's a lot to do with her um, setting all that stuff up. And then, you know, for me as, you know, as a mom, like, you know, I started this business and I was like taking all this time and I've, I was totally that person that like three hours on Canva, two days setting up my, my website. And now it's just like, all right, as I'm having, as, as my daughter, my daughter's two and a half. And it's like, as she gets older, it's like, she wants me, you know, she might not need me as much, but she still wants me. And I want to spend that time with her. And it's like, okay, I've got to get something done that used to take me four hours and it's going to take me two now. And I've done it. And I've, because you just have to prior, you know, kind of focus in and get it done and get it done. So that was, that was fabulous to hear. Courtney, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. It has been for us too. Thank you. All right. So since this is the third episode I've missed, uh, give me a breakdown of what I can look forward to when I actually get to listen to this. So as I said, Courtney, it was a really great interview. And and again, as somebody who has an Instagram and wants to create that community like you, both of us do, it was a really important listen because I feel like a lot of times, and this is something that she mentioned, a lot of times people just speak to their audience mm-hmm. and we forget how important it is to have our audience respond. I mean, not only does that help with our engagement rate and on social media engagement is even like real true engagement comments, saves all that, you know, sharing is even more important than likes these days. We all know this, right? So the only way that you're going to get those responses is through that call to action, the CTA. Right. Um, But there's so many ways to go about it that I just don't even ever think about. 
Yeah. So, you know, one of the things she was saying, obviously, is listing that call to action, like, right in the caption, Um, Mm. whether it's at the top or at the bottom, wherever you can fit that in. I'm starting to go with the top only because sometimes I feel like people don't even get to the bottom. That's true. That's you know, a good especially point, yeah. if you're writing something that's super long. I just like to put it in at the top. Um, yeah. some, some people are very successful with the bottom or in the middle, but sometimes just ha- one of the things she also talked about was how to just making it super simple. Either, you know, for one thing, making the call to, to action super simple, you know, not com- not terribly involved because people are going to be like, oh my gosh, this is just way too much, too much work. Yeah. So just saying something like, hey, you know, what's your favorite song? Or, you know, we just got over Christmas, you know, what's, what's your favorite Christmas carol or what did you get for Christmas kind of thing? Just making it super simple, asking for that response in your Instagram post. The other thing is asking for recommendations and you can do this via Instagram stories is a great way. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really funny. So I did this interview and then I was going to um, Newport and I've been to Newport before and like I had done a ton of research on places I wanted to go, but I actually put out a call to action and I was like, Hey, uh, I'm going to be heading to Newport soon. What are your must do's and restaurants you would say I have to go to? Mm. And I got, I got back a, a fair few responses. And, um, then I got, a, I got a text about a mile long from one of my college buddies, Um, who goes there very often. And, you know, for some of them, for some of the recommendations, it was just kind of confirming the places that I already had wanted to go. And I was like, all right, so I really do need to go to this place. Yeah. Then there were other new ones that I didn't even know about. And Mm -hmm. I went and I absolutely loved it. Um, So just having like inviting people to make those recommendations to you. The other thing is, um, well, I mean, you, it, you would do that kind of with the no bones, bones day versus no <laughs> bones day again, like, yeah. you know, and I don't even know, I don't even think she mentions like, like the pop culture references, I think is really fun. Like, Hey, mm-hmm. is it a no bones day or is it a bones day? Kind of thing. Yep. Doing that like as a poll on Instagram stories, like, Hey, how are you feeling today? Is it a no bones day or a bones day? Right. Um, doing it in your emails, in your email marketing, making more yeah. of action, encouraging people to, you know, to actually respond to you. And again, making it super simple. She said, sometimes what you even have to do, I feel like I'm just reiterating everything, but it's it's so good. Sometimes what you have to do, like she said that one of her clients like sent out a call to action, got no response. And then she basically sent out the same exact thing and just like put arrows like in the story, like pointing to the box. Oh. And all of a sudden she got responses from oh. people. And I think as smaller bloggers and um people with smaller instagram followings i think you know that is so important to just make you know you you may be more likely to pay real good attention to like one of the bigger influencers right on instagram you might be like oh yeah i'm definitely going to answer this one but somebody who's maybe on the smaller side they maybe need to do that like extra push like hey here's this is like check this out or you know send me a response or give me a recommendation um and it really all what all this boils down to, and this was the main point, a call to action. Well, yes, it gathers engagement. It can increase your following. What that following is, is not an audience. 
it's a community. And mm-hmm. that's what you, and we, I, we've heard this time and time again from people not to treat people like an audience, to treat them as if they're your community. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it all boils down to is creating the community. And then you're going to get people to know, like, and trust you. Yeah. Again, well, I can't, we I can't involved. wait to listen into it. It sounds like, I mean, cause I, sometimes you write this content and create the content and then you're like crickets. So I'm really yeah. interested to see how I can actually engage them a little bit better. Well, I always try to end my blog posts, you know, very few people reply to blog posts anymore, but I always try to end it with a question just to like, say, Hey, I am listening to you, but I think I want to get more active in terms of on my Instagram, asking people doing more polls and also in my emails, encouraging people to respond more. And you know, who does that really well is Courtney Fanning. Mm, Yeah, she does. She always has like, so, Hey, does this make sense? Reply to me if you have any questions, you know, and while I actually, I did once I did, I did reply to her once. I was like, Hey, her emails are so good. They are so good. And that was, she was on episode like three or four. So wow. And we're on episode 53. So there you go. Yeah. Speaking of episode 53, we're going to wrap things up. Thanks so much for listening to cocktails and content creation of episode 52. Sorry. Mm. (laughs) Jump in the gun. Make sure to Facebook group cocktails and content creation community and you can follow us on Instagram you can also review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening we're everywhere mm-hmm. uh, I'm Kate Andrews and you can follow me on Instagram at fashionably Kate and co and I'm Jesse Wyman you can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman photos or at the brand photographer method if you are interested in brand photography and getting into that niche make sure to tune in next time for another episode of cocktails and content creation until then cheers to your next cocktail and happy content creator. Mm-hmm.